I'm Catherine Bice, your host to Bowie, a Life in Deeper Water podcast. I live on the Outer Banks of North Carolina on what many call a 200-mile sandbar along the wildly native Atlantic coast. As a nonprofit professional, I had such a heart for bringing resources to underserved youth and artists, New York City, Los Angeles, but the ocean is now my daily muse. So why buoy? To bear my witness to a seaworthy faith, one witness of God's divine persuasion in our deep blue lives, I seek faith that rocks with resilience. Buoy is rocking on a small, sun-drenched platform, spending a few minutes to warm up with the sea lines and navigate a deeper perspective on how our faith is our witness. We all have to swim to it. If you are here to buoy your life in a way only God's swell provides, or your swim brought you to this open water but you're not sure why, we are on the same journey. Hey, thanks for jumping on buoy today. Welcome to Buoy, a Life in Deeper Water podcast. Episode 58. I want a letter from the Apostle Paul about the common faith we share. Lucky Titus, lucky me. Hello, human. Before today, I didn't really know anything about Titus. Paul's epistle to Titus is short, but so full of what makes a relationship work to God's glory. How we invest in our relationships reflects the quality of the spiritual bonds we create together. It is how we illuminate God's glory. Paul wrote the epistle to Titus from Nicopolis in A.D. 63. After his release from his first Roman imprisonment, Paul soon accompanied Titus to the island of Crete, where he intended Titus to lead and organize the island's churches in their early years of existence. After weeks of evangelizing, Paul commissioned Titus to a leadership position there. That is how this epistle came to be. What is this letter about? It is about the vital nature of teaching sound doctrine to produce lives filled with good works. But it is also a window into how we spiritually grow each other in fellowship as we are doing God's work together. Titus was a Gentile Christian. Paul used to persecute Christians. Paul mentioned Titus 13 times in the New Testament. Titus was a Greek, apparently from Crete, who is said to have studied Greek philosophy and poetry in his early years. He seems to have been converted by Paul, whereupon he served as Paul's secretary and interpreter. We are told in Galatians 2.3 that Titus was a Gentile who was led to faith in Christ by Paul. Titus 1 verse 4. Titus accompanied Paul on his third missionary journey during which the apostle sent him to Corinth at least once. 2 Corinthians 2.12-13, 2 Corinthians 7.5-7, 7, 13-15, 2 Corinthians 8.6, which I won't read at this point, but they're there for you. Paul clearly held Titus in a position of great respect as a friend and fellow worker for the gospel, praising Titus for his affection, his earnestness, and his bringing comfort to others. Titus and Paul traveled to the island of Crete together, where Titus was left behind to continue and strengthen the work. He must have been trustworthy and dependable since Paul appointed him to lead works in Corinth, Crete, and later Demacia. Indeed, Paul calls him my partner and fellow worker in 2 Corinthians 8.23. Knowing the difficult cultures in both Corinth and Crete, 
I've read that we can infer that Titus was an insightful man who could handle problems with grace. Scripture says that Titus had a God-given love for the Corinthian believers. In fact, in returning to Corinth, Titus went with much enthusiasm and on his own initiative. 2 Corinthians 8, 16 and 17. I should note he carried Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. I want the same loyalty and dedication to help someone grow spiritually as Paul invested in Titus. And I want the responsiveness to learn, be courageous, and develop the spiritual character to handle problems with grace, like Titus. In his letter to Titus, Paul opens by calling Titus his true son. Verse 4, To Titus, my true son in our common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. Early on, Paul powerfully delineates purity in human nature. Chapter 1, 15. To the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny Him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. In chapter 2, verse 2, Paul says, You, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Paul went on to speak of older men, younger men, older women, young women, slaves, the people Titus was dealing with on a daily basis on the island of Crete. He encouraged Titus to teach sound doctrine that would produce good works. In chapter 3, verse 3, he goes on to say, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. And I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Paul references the past they shared with each other as sinners, as slaves to human nature. He levels the playing field, although he was Titus' mentor, leader. But most importantly, He affirms what Jesus did for them. He reminded Titus of how Jesus saved them because of mercy, not any righteousness of their own merit. And Paul plans for their time together in Nicopolis with specific instructions on how to treat people they both care about and how important it is to turn our devotion to doing what is good. Chapter 3, verse 12. As soon as I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis because I have decided to winter there. Do everything you can to help Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos on their way, and see that they have everything they need. Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. To Paul, personally, Titus was a companion, a brother in Christ, and as he opened his epistle, my true son in our common faith. And to Paul's ministry, 
Titus was a troubleshooter, a peacemaker, administrator, and missionary. Someone he could trust to serve on the front lines to bring the gospel to some pretty tough culture, Corinth and Crete, in the Gentile world. Sometimes I like to just rest in the simplicity of a letter from one early Christian to another. Yes, the amazing Apostle Paul and the steadfast Titus, but still, a correspondence in those early days when Jesus had not been long resurrected and the disciples plus the 70 plus so many others began to build the early body of believers. This letter is part of God's Word, God's breath, God's power in our lives in the same way as He was in AD 63. Who is my Titus? Whose Titus am I? I guess all I am doing on this buoy is celebrating the good work Paul and Titus have done together and bring that light onto our ministry path. That we walk in front of each other, that we walk behind each other, that we walk beside each other, always reassuring, restating, reaffirming the common faith we share together, human. His grace, my gratitude. See you on the buoy. Thanks for listening today. I encourage you to speak up, human. If Bowie brings value to you, take a moment to share it with someone. Write a quick review so we reach more seekers. Comment, ask questions. You can find me at KatherineVice.com and Bowie Catherine B on Instagram. Bowie is a life in deeper water podcast.